here we go. Uh, special edition or special episode, depending on the run length of this uh, for the A to Z podcast. We have a very special guest. The Queen of Questions herself has decided to join in here with Andrew. So, very odd episode. I'm going to be very quiet during this, and that does not I usually that. happen. So, yeah. well, I mean, I have to be quiet. Oh. You'll it's, talk. I literally know nothing about this. I have talking points that'll make you talk, so okay. on accident. So, we're going to talk about, uh, oh, they're going to talk about a book series, The Wheel of Time, written by... Robert, Robert Jordan. Jordan. Robert Jordan. Uh, from what I've heard, it's very good. I have yet to get a chance to read it. Uh, I will be reading it soon. Spoiler alerts, then. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> this isn't about the that. series I'm making you read, by the way. This is a different series. Okay, cool. Even better. <laughs> Varble and Emma are both big fans of this series, and so we're going to try to either make a special edition of this episode or just make it its own series, depending on how well we can do and how much content we get from these. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> what? MC Scat Cat cracked me up. Why am I MC Scat Cat? Because you said you wanted to MC, and that's the only MC I know. Scat Cat? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I think Paul Abdul, you know? Opposites attract. Okay, fair. So do you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves real quick? You don't mind? Okay, yeah. Go ahead and do that. All right. Well, I guess I'll go. Ladies first. Yeah, okay. Ladies first. That works. My name is Emma. I'm usually the queen of questions, but also I'm a fantasy nerd and the social media manager and the social media manager as well so all of those stupid tweets are mine uh so blame nobody but me (laughs) fuck i don't know (laughs) that's it hi i'm here so then we also have america's sweetheart andrew that's right is usually wrangling me in during a podcast Mm -hmm. so now he's got a fun thing to do where he has to pull you out of your zone Mm -hmm. because you're very uncomfortable talking yeah so (laughs) We're going to go ahead and get into this. This is the Wheel of Time book series. It is specifically the first book? Correct. Yes. yes. Eye of okay. the World. Eye of the World. Which so, uh, Emma just finished again, so. Okay, excellent. So we can go into that in a second. And I'm going to try to uh, just sort of, just throw the questions out so you guys can just riff okay. and talk about things. All right. So let's jump this into this. This will be your question signal. Excellent. And uh, <laughs> we're going to do a little banter first. Oh, no. So. Uh, of course. All right. Feel free. Go ahead. <laughs> banter. Right. So, I just wanted to let everybody know that uh, I came into the series. Uh, I started reading as a freshman in high school back in 96. Uh, at the time, there were six books out. I was 15. I was four. Hmm. <laughs> I was three. Two. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's fun. Yeah. Always good to throw that out there. <laughs> I think 96 is the year my little brother was born. Okay. Yeah, okay. 96 or 97, <laughs> but it's one of the two. Wow. Yeah, I have uh, distinct memories of sitting up in the study hall and reading this instead of doing my homework because I just couldn't put it down. It was one of those things where they tell you not to judge books by their covers, but the cover really just popped on the shelf. I was wandering around Walton Books at the Alton Mall mm-hmm. and uh, just saw it, and I was like, oh, I've been looking for something new, and I'd read a few other fantasy series, so I, was, you know, I knew that I enjoyed the 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 genre yeah you were around whenever the lord of the rings was first written that's so, right yeah. yeah it really mm-hmm. kind of drew you in that's right <laughs> yeah he, he spoke to my level so <laughs> but now i picked it up and just instantly fell in love and went back through and bought all the books and read through uh, by the time i finished book six book seven had just come out in hardcover so i picked that up and then uh read through that one and then kind of had a bit of a delay because the eighth book didn't come out for another two and a half years. How many books are there in the series? There's fourteen, no, fifteen total. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. So um, that first read through, uh, I stopped after the ninth book. Just kind of fell off for a while and never really came back to it. Started to reread a few times over the years. Never really got further than the fourth or fifth book again. Mm. But uh, now Amazon's picked it up as a show. And I'm looking forward to jumping into it, and I really kind of want to see how it all ends. So I decided to reread it, and at the same time, I, I knew Emma was wanting to get into it. I, what did, made you decide to jump in? Uh, mostly it was from, because I'm kind of a new follower of any kind of fantasy series. Mm-hmm. Like I listen, which that's also a thing that's probably going to throw a lot of things off, and 
it's troublesome for my memory, but I listen to audiobooks primarily because I don't have time to read. And with audiobooks, I can listen, you know, all the time, especially at work. Mm -hmm. So it's, I listened to the uh, Game of Thrones series and it was the first audiobook in just even one of them that was super long. And that's great because if it's an eight hour audiobook, that's one of my work days. And I don't have, like, with my Audible shit, like, I don't have the credits to keep up with that. That's not good. So when I listened to Game of Thrones, I looked up online, all right, what big fantasy series are there that are really long books? Because I'd like to get into them. Okay. And uh, it was shortly after I read the Wrath and the Dawn series, which will come up later probably. Um, and then I started li uh, listening to Stormlight Archive. And through okay. that, I found out that uh, Sanderson ended up finishing the Wheel of Time series because Robert Jordan unfortunately passed away before he could finish the series. Mm -hmm. And because he and uh, Sanderson were so close and with the permission of his uh, widow, Sanderson ended up finishing the series for him. Uh, so I was super excited and a lot of people had made comparisons between the two. So uh I think it was probably sometime that we had talked about Sanderson whenever I was in the middle of Stormlight Archive. Um, and you had just mentioned it. And I was like, hell yeah, new fantasy series. That's awesome because Sanderson's not done with the next book yet. So I'm in. Nice. Basically, that's what it took because <laughs> I am basically cool with any suggestion and I'll just read anything. <laughs> and how many of the series of the books have you gotten into? Of... Uh, Wheel of Time? Yeah. Wheel Technically, of time. I have listened to the first two. Um, we're recording this right after my re-listen of the first one because mm. I wanted to freshen up on it because Wheel of Time both have the same narrators for audiobooks and that created a whole lot of... There's a couple times whenever either of the readers is reading and it throws me off because they sound the same and they're both fantasy series that are long-term, so I wanted to freshen up before we... Uh, got back into it and just re-listened before I finally hit the third book because Witcher kind of took up a whole lot of my time. Okay. So <laughs> that, you know, just re-listening to refresh and figured since we were both listening to this, then, or, well, reading it in yeah. whatever way we choose, <laughs> it would be a good, you know, little book club yeah, topic. So it's Wheel of Time is the name of the series? Correct. What is the name of the first book? The Eye of the World. The Eye of the World. So pretty much all of these questions are going to be centered around the Eye of of the world correct right? yes. okay. excellent just making sure just okay. trying yeah. to lay everything out for everybody who's uh jumping in here yeah, oh, yeah. it's been like a year since i read uh was it the great hunt is the next one mm -hmm. yeah it's been like a year since i listened to that so there's not yeah it was the great what what was it hunt oh never mind i was gonna say that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was glorious i said i yeah. fantastic <laughs> Uh, anyway, now that we know kind of your guys' background for it, apparently Barbel's super into this. I I, I don't even know about this series, which surprises oh, yeah. me because me and you've talked about books yeah, I, a lot. The only time I think I've mentioned it before with you is uh, uh, we've discussed before how much of a chicken I am about needles and stuff. But if I right. were to ever get a tattoo, it would be one of the symbols from this book. Excellent. It's a serpent eating its own tail interwoven yeah. with a seven-spoked wheel. Oh, the, or, yeah. the Ouroboros. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, that's awesome, man. That's uh, I mean, it's cool to have you guys. It's it, it it's kind of fun for me just to be on the outside. I'm mm -hmm. kind of enjoying this a little bit. Right. So, do you guys want to just jump into it? Do you have I anything so, else yeah. you want to say about this uh, series? Or no, I'm hyped, but also forgive me because I binge everything. So if I yeah. fuck something up, then Ooh. sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> Excellent. So I'm gonna try to uh, sort of corral this a little bit. And give you guys the questions we have for this. So okay. uh, let's go ahead and start with the first question. Mm -hmm. And that is, uh, what is your favorite character so far? So just the first book. Correct. So go ahead. Oh, Lordy. Okay, so favorite character is really hard. Yeah. Um, it's hard to narrow down for sure. I mean, I read like a little fun fact whenever I was like looking over my stuff today about the amount of named characters in the series, which mm -hmm. is over 2,000 named characters. I, I can see Named that. Yeah. characters. <laughs> Um, but for Eye of the World, at least, um, I narrowed it down to four. Okay. That's so <laughs> that's always good. <laughs> and, uh, in no order, it's just where I wrote it down because I was looking through the wiki to try to remember and figure out spelling because audiobooks. Yeah. Um, but it's a, 
probably like a four-way tie between Lan. Wait, Lan, what do you think? <laughs> so, he's a he's a fun character, but not really quite yet. I wouldn't say for Eye of the World that I would name him as one of my favorites. He's, His, yeah. He develops more later into a, a more fully-fleshed character, but for Eye of the World, he's really just kind of a basic strong guy protector silent soldier type basically okay we don't need to talk about me what do you think about this character <laughs> oh oh sorry yeah but yeah no i and i love him for a reason that'll come not, up not, not to throw you down no, that's anything. okay it's for a reason that comes up a little bit later okay once we get into stuff sure. um my next favorite is loyal nice because i mean who's not gonna love the fucking lovable fun ogre uh-huh. it's great and he's incredible I assume you'd probably just generally agree because oh, yeah, absolutely. you can do nothing but love him. He's so lovable. Mm-hmm. Uh, next just is his naivety, naivety too. Like, yeah. Oh, God, yes. His naivety is so good. That also comes up later mm-hmm. in my favorite stuff. Um, Nynaeve <laughs> is actually my favorite female character. I was from... say, I, I kind of pegged that for you. I oh, was yeah. Dude, Nynaeve be... is dope. <laughs> like, she is such a badass. Like, stubborn as shit, knows a lot, like, knows herself pretty damn well. Mm-hmm. Like, she's great. I love her so much. Um, and then, obviously, because I am the perma bard that I am, I love Tom Marilyn so Thank you. much. Thank you. Tom is so good. He's, his little bit with fucking protecting the boys oh. is just like, okay, let me just cry right now. Like, mm-hmm. it's too good. He is yeah. so sweet and so much fun. And his little, like, tidbit you get of his backstory, it's yeah. incredible. Oh, yeah. Like, that's such a good way to work in, like, the lovable buffoon, which mm-hmm. he's not. He's really fucking smart because mm-hmm. bards are smart. I mean, he's a gleeman, but that's a bard. Essentially. So. <laughs> well, they're master of all trades, so. Yeah, exactly. Jack of all trades. That is a D&D joke. You're all welcome for that. <laughs> is that all you had to say? Uh, I yeah, want to yeah. know his. Well, it's definitely well, yeah, Tom. I was going to ask. Yeah. Oh, okay. Since, since we're going multiple, I think I will go multiple I could also. not. Yeah, it, it's really hard not to, but yeah. to narrow it down to one, I, I definitely have to pick out Tom Marilyn. Like, he's oh, just, yeah. he's written so well, and just the ultimate bravery in his sacrifice in this book is just amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Spoilers. So, <clears throat> that's true. Well, we did that in the beginning. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll throw a disclaimer at the beginning. Know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so. I, I can't just be quiet for like twenty minutes. <laughs> I mean, it's a There's book no review. We're right, reviewing yeah, the whole book, <laughs> right? So, but uh, they're in a city, and there's a creature in this series called the Murdral, and uh, just an eyeless, like immensely physical, imposing being that scares even like the the normal uh, creatures that are roaming around this land that are evil. And basically, like, tied directly to the Dark One, who's been trying to break free from his prison. Saruman. So, yeah, he's just he's <laughs> kind of badass motherfucker. And um, at this one point in the story, they one sneaks up on them, basically. And to buy the boys time to run away, he basically just tells them, fucking run. And then, like, just starts flipping knives out of, like, all these random places and just throwing them at the guy and just, like, going after him. And... They end up running because they realize it's the only chance they have to, you know, save their life and try to get away. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he just <clears throat> just charges right in without a second hesitation at all. Mm-hmm. It's just it was so awesome. Like that, I'll I'll buy that in any any story, especially a fantasy novel. He like almost sounds like the sheriff from Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> Joe got him. <laughs> Joe got him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that exact kind of like yeah. uh, mood. Yeah. I guess if you want to get millennial with it. Mm-hmm. He's so cool, though. Like, he is really just the way good. that he, uh, his storytelling, the way that he just enraptures an audience, and the way that they write, he, Robert Jordan writes that. Just like, man, I would just love to listen to him. You know, mm-hmm. just he, they call him. He goes into a, a way of talking that they call the high speech, mm-hmm. and it just like elevates and it's almost like singing and storytelling at the same time. It's prose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I don't just, know why I'm talking as much. Stop letting me talk. I'm this trying to, guys. but you. Sorry, guys. I'm just asking questions. It's you, okay. You yeah. can talk. So we're in the oh, middle of good. the question right now. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, another favorite of mine, it's really hard for me to not pick Perrin. Perrin is great. I I really kind of relate to him in some ways, I think. I can... He's, well, because he's a sweet, big, soft-spoken mm, man. I don't know about all that, but just the fact it, that... 
Come on. <laughs> he's, he's the blacksmith's apprentice. <laughs> he's got big old shoulders. Like, mm. he definitely, like, his body doesn't match his demeanor. Yeah. Like, he's a big old boy, mm. but then he's got this, like, soft heart to him and, like, a soft way of speaking and mm. things like that. Like, and people just kind of dismiss him a lot of times as, oh, just like, like a the big dumb farmhand kind of thing. And yeah. really, he's one of the smartest kids oh, yeah. from the town. He's extremely wise. Mm hmm. And <laughs> all the boys do it, but I think he does it the best where uh, they all think that, oh, man, I'm terrible with women and I should be more like yeah. this guy or I should be more like Matt or more like yeah, Grand. Like all, all three of them, of them do that, but I think he does it the best and does it the most probably. Just like, oh, mm -hmm. oh, oh no. <laughs> I wish I could talk to them like Rand does. Right. <laughs> Which I forgot to mention. I don't mm. know if you're done with your faves, if that's your two. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's all I was going to um, talk about. But I did write down, like, a little note because I was looking over my shit today. Um, favorite minor character, which mm -hmm. I have that. Oh, okay. Is Queen Morghese. Oh, all right. Because her, when Rand gets, you know, caught up in the, after he falls off the wall and everything mm -hmm. like that, um, her just ability to do justice correctly, and it reminds me of one of my favorite parts about, like, nonfiction and history, which is, like, the Salem Witch Hunts. And she's got this whole thing of like, yeah, there's a false dragon. Everybody thinks everybody's a dark friend. I'm not going to fall for that. This boy seems like he's fucking honest. So he's honest and I'll let him go. Like, I don't care. Uh, what is her name? Her, I said, I. Elida. What? Elida. Yeah, Elida. I looked it up earlier. But just her concept of saying like, no, I'm not going to get caught up in like this crazy mass hysteria. Yeah, not, the mob it's mentality. A, yeah. It's a kid. Damn near. I mean, in my mind, they're all pretty young, mm -hmm. and just her ability to be like, no, that's that's not how we're going to run my city. Mm -hmm. That's not going to happen. Like, my kingdom's not going to be mass hysteria and just pointing fingers and throwing kids in jail because it was a sketchy situation, yeah. which I fucking loved. She is, like, my favorite minor character. She's really good. Uh, first off, my cheeks already hurt because I'm smiling so hard just because... I mean, this this is two people who I love just talking about something that they're super into. And that just always makes me happy to watch people that I love talk about things that they're into. Um, but yeah, great job so far, guys. This is awesome. Yeah, it's already let's, going longer than I thought it would. Yeah, <laughs> let's. Uh, That's the go, first one. Yeah, let's go ahead and move into uh, our second question. All right. Least favorite so far. Okay, I'm forcing you to answer this first because <laughs> I feel bad about my. Finding a least favorite character was so hard for me anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, I looked through the entire synopsis trying to find a name of, like, a least favorite character. I'm not going to be basic as fuck and be like, oh, the villains. <laughs> like, I'm not going to yeah. do that. But it was so much of a struggle that I want you to go first. All right. So it could be an unpopular opinion. But just based off of book one, the story so far, I really can't stand Egwene. She fair. She bugs the fuck out of me. Especially whenever you, she first jumps along, like mm -hmm. just riding Bella, coming along. Oh, I want to go along with you boys too. You know, I I, I want to be up on the adventure. It's like, no, you're not. You're not. You're endangering yourself. You stay home where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. It just drives me crazy. Like she just follows everybody around and just oh, yeah. she's just always there. Every second you turn around, it just annoys me. I don't know. No, I agree. Especially because I have a constant what if in my head of like. Eventually, Nynaeve leaves, and no matter what, she's going to fucking follow those kids, no matter mm. if Egwene went or not. <laughs> right. So, she, Egwene was kind of a wisdom in training. Like, Emmonsfield would have been far better off if Egwene had stayed home and then become the wisdom. Now they're shit out of luck, and fuck knows who the wisdom is now. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. That definitely comes no, back she, around, yeah. Yeah, um, I don't think I've gotten to that point yet. But. No, I don't think so, but... <laughs> Yeah, that's this is very just astute. the first book, guys. I know. I'm no, I'm, to... I'm I'm complimenting her on her <laughs> foresight because she could see that it is a problem and it does become a problem for I sure. Mean, it's very obvious. Like, yeah. There are two. To be a wisdom takes a lot and a lot of training and a lot of extra on accident, like one power stuff. Yeah, channeling. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, I I agree a little bit. Yeah. I picked a different one. Okay. And mine is, I hate to say this because I really don't feel this way. Okay. Technically, 
in theory, he's I mean, my you can't like them all. Yeah, he a, should be yeah. my favorite. Okay, but only in the first book because it's frustrating. It's Matt. Hmm. But the thing is, it's plot based, and it's because he became a little shit because of the dagger. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not his fault, but he's the worst in yeah. that book. <laughs> like he. I mean, he does act a little stupid toward the beginning before he's fully corrupted. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, all right, shithead, yeah, he, you he, should have been honest. Right. Like, I know it's hard to trust like this glorious woman who you've been told never to trust in Aes Sedai. Mm-hmm. Whatever, she's also protecting the shit out of you, and all of your friends are like, yeah, okay, begrudgingly we have to trust her. Right. And you're gonna not fucking mention this shit and use a fucking loophole of like, well, he didn't give it to us, we stole it. It's like, do you, you're going to go into this legendary ass fucking place mm-hmm. that's known for bad mm-hmm. and take an item out of it and think that's not going to be a fucking problem, buddy? Like, come on. <laughs> so if I had to choose the yeah. least favorite character, it would be him. But also I love a trickster and I love the mischievous kids. Mm-hmm. Like, they're always super fun. So I know technically I do love him, but of this book, he was a pain in the ass. No, that's a really good answer actually got the signal that time great answer guys so let's go into uh again as i've said this is just the first book i don't remember i want to make sure everyone is understanding of this Mm -hmm. just the first i'm talking to the listeners not to you two i have to make sure they're aware that's right we don't want those angry tweets at us really i just need more mic time because i haven't talked in a while Hmm. uh so let's go ahead and let's go into the third question that varble has told me to ask (laughs) <laughs> and that is, what is your favorite scene slash moment? I wasn't sure a scene would be correct for a book. I didn't know how to really say it. So, because it's a I mean, scene is a movie, you know. Thing, yeah. So. so yeah, favorite scene slash moment. Let's hear it from both of you. Uh, let's go ahead and let's go. Uh, Var- I, I can do first this time, even though the next one is. I have changed my mind. Let's go ahead and let's go Emma first. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I can edit that. You can just say. You, you, no. Okay. Keep it. All right, I'm trash, so I can't narrow things down. Again? So I have a whole, yeah, dude, again. I there wasn't love... one moment that stood out above the rest of them? <sighs> okay. If I had to pick, like, a favorite scene, moment, whatever, it would probably have to be Rand falling off the wall and then his uh, interactions between Elaine and uh, Gowan. Mm. Like, it was just a really entertaining and fun little break in the tension which I always love that kind of thing is just like a little break of weird, interesting extra stuff. Mm. So I guess if I had to pick a absolute favorite moment and it, it would be that little like chapter because I thought it was really fun. Okay. Do you want to mention the others? I know you got them. Right but there. then yeah. also <laughs> keying into why I love land so much is the mm. fact that I love any land and naive moments together. I think their little subplot thing going on <laughs> is so interesting and fun because they're stubborn little shits Mm -hmm. and they're both too like self-sufficient to ever admit that anything is going on Mm -hmm. and his line whenever she eventually cries and everything whenever they're in the blight his talking to her and saying like you deserve better and like a man who can only offer him self as something to marry you or like be with you is not enough and just shitting on himself and be like no you're so great and she's like yeah, but some women only need the man, like, hinting hard, and then <laughs> it was just so cute, and I think that they're a adorable match, so I like any of that kind of stuff. Um, also, time, anytime that Lan is confused or amused, or not confused, amused, hmm. or surprised by anything, it cracks me up, because he's such a stoic character, so anytime yeah. he has, like, a little slip-up of any sort, fucking, I love it. And then uh, loyal, just anything with loyal. Like his lack of time awareness is my favorite thing in the world mm-hmm. because Ogiers live fuck loads of time. Yeah, he thinks so, he's like a child, but yeah. he's 190 at this point, I think, right? Uh, yeah, I think Something so. Something like that. Something close to that. But his like wanting to give hundreds of years of backstory to a simple story <laughs> and saying like, oh, this is a quick story and then taking fucking hours. Like, the concept of that is fucking hilarious and mm-hmm. such a good little, like, comedic burst in the middle of things. What's your favorite? So, <clears throat> for me, it pulls into my love of horror and stuff like that. I mean, that was kind of my original jumping into novels. I'm a huge Stephen King fan, for anybody that doesn't know that. So, oh, yeah. 
Uh, I definitely have to go with the going into the the Shadow City, Shadar Logoth. Yeah. I mean, it's just so cool. It is. A city that's like so haunted that there's just a constant like darkness surrounding it. Mm-hmm. A fog that chases through the streets. It's so evil that the evil creatures in this book won't even go near it. Yeah, Trollocs are fucking afraid of it. Yeah. And that's also, it really shines home that you are following people that are meant for greatness because the Murdral are, like, driving the Trollocs so much to get after them, to try to get to them. Yeah. Because it's that important. That really, like, until then, you can kind of maybe say that it was all kind of a coincidence that they Mm -hmm. were, you know... They're not really in trouble. Maybe it's just a plot by the Aes Sedai, you know, so yeah. you, you don't really know for sure. He keeps it up in suspense for a while. But, yeah, just that whole that whole uh, chapter is really good. Yes. And like I said, the, the meeting with uh, more death mm-hmm. and getting the dagger and everything, just the way that he's tempting them. I, I love scenes like that. That's really cool. Yeah, it definitely... Because you can relate to it. Like, everybody has temptations every day. Like, you're like, oh, God, what would I do in that situation? You mm-hmm. know? And it's kind of the perfect temptation for the three boys. Mm-hmm. It, they're in such a chaotic space with Moraine of if they want to trust her or not. And then all of a sudden, these poor farm boys come to a place where some evil entity is promising them, like, shitloads of valuables. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a perfect way to test them and really like gauge where they're at and it's a really perfectly placed chapter oh yeah excellent uh great answers guys love it also love the fact that uh i'm not the only one who enjoys cinematic books Mm -hmm. it seems like an oxymoron but that's i mean that's part of the reason that i love the uh dark tower series let's go ahead and get to our next question um Mm -hmm. more of a topic than a question yeah but okay sure Uh, let's get your next um, dip into the well of knowledge. Uh, let's go ahead and get a female perspective on the strength of the uh, female characters in this uh, series. Because from what I've heard, the way the female characters are written in this book, they're exceptionally strong and competent. And I think all of us are very curious to know sort of how it works for you. So, Emma, if you, if you don't mind, could you go ahead and take over for that, please? Okay. Specifically, Anders sent me the whole layout saying that it was one of the first fantasy series or stories in general that he had read mm-hmm. where they had really strong female characters. Just to put that in perspective <laughs> as a concept. Um, I mean... It's not super obvious by my shit, but I'm a pretty decently strong feminist, so I love like any female representation that's more than just the fawning Maid Marian shit. Like, I don't... That's stupid. Everybody's done that. That's super simple. Everybody has the whole concept of, like, big strong man, man saves the day, knight in shining armor shit. So the fact that there's so much lore to build up females in the series mm-hmm. is fucking awesome it is so fucking cool uh just the way that Aes Sedai are put and the conflict of uh Sidar and Sidine and the fact that the men went nuts because they couldn't handle that kind of shit mm. which is really neat and you can tell that Robert Jordan had a decent concept on psychology and the way that male versus female brains work mm-hmm. because that makes sense yeah there's like, this great power. I want more of it. Let me pull exactly. more of it. I want to pull more the of it in. I could do better nuts. stuff. Yeah. And then yeah. they can't handle it. So, yeah. Yeah. They go too wild. They can't correctly, like, allocate what is important anymore. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. just fucking going wild and shit. Not only does that damage them, it damages the whole the whole male half of the power. Like, yeah, exactly. To the point where that can't be used anymore. Yeah. Like, going further on but like the dragon and things like that that's like the only dude who's supposed to be able to do that like it's really neat and outside of like well it's (laughs) i have the glorious uh privilege of having of my fantasy series that i've really listened to outside of game of thrones they've all been pretty strong 
female-led, well, not even led, but, like, every female character in it is super strong, and they appreciate the strength of femininity and just what chicks can do. Okay. Like, The Witcher, Andrei Sapkowski, like, writes some of the best females I've ever read. Really? And I've read female-written books about <laughs> females. Yeah. And, um, so he does great. Uh, the first series outside of game of thrones was the wrath and the dawn series which is based on a female character she's the protagonist and that's really awesome and it's not necessarily like empowering mostly females in the world but it's based off of a female character and everything like that so that's incredible and then stormlight is kind of a half and half kind of thing okay um because it kind of focuses on two main characters and one of them is a chick and she's fucking incredible it has such depth to her character like it's I've been spoiled, so it's not horribly surprising for me, but I do enjoy the almost, like, uneven, like, I don't know what the word would be, but just it being more pro-chick with power than pro-male. Distribution. Yeah, the distribution of power is really cool because you don't really see that a whole lot. Like, typically, it's either male-led or it's even. Mm -hmm. So in this case, where it's written into the lore that the females can handle this, that's awesome. Like, it's such a cool concept, especially for a male author to have been able to do well and to think of that and make that a part of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially because it's an older book series. It didn't start in 2015 or anything like that. There's not this new age, gotta represent kind of thing. Like, he just wrote it and knew enough to make it work and it was really cool to see that that's enough women talking (laughs) (laughs) let's get a real idea varble what do you think about (laughs) the strength of the female characters in this (laughs) like i said this is one of the first enough out of the broads Yay, back in the kitchen, make a sandwich. They scared me. I didn't approve of it. I wish oh, it would have been. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I couldn't pass up that, that joke. That mm-hmm. was just way too easy. <laughs> I apologize. Do you have something to say like towards this? Not uh, really to add to it too much. Like, uh, As a man, you're not necessarily going to think of things this way. And it was neat that, like she said, that it was a, a man writing this. You know, it wasn't just from a, a female perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, Showing that we can still accept this as a way of life even through a man's perspective of a woman's perspective so i thought it was really neat excellent well now that we got some actual fucking talk <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding hmm. that was uh that was a very good job babe i appreciate that thanks and i'm sorry to call you babe on uh, i don't remember anything I, said. I shouldn't have said that no <laughs> you actually made some really good points good and i i shouldn't call you babe on microphone that's not chill I apologize. That was really good points, Emma. Uh, you guys want to go ahead and move to the next question? I think so. Uh, let's go ahead and for both of you, let's get. Uh, let's go. Uh, should we go Varble first this time? Hmm. We will go Varble first, but same question for both of you. Hmm. What are your guys' thoughts on the one power compared to the rest of magic use in other fantasy books slash shows or video games, whatever you want to use? So this is really one of the main things that drew me into the series. Uh, I really love the way that he conceptualizes the way that you use magic. Just picturing a void in your mind and dumping all of your thoughts into like a a fire, basically, and just emptying your mind of all thought and then just drawing from something within you, your own willpower. And it's just really cool. Like it's just calming your nerves and really just getting in touch with who you are and just showing that the magic is actually inside of you, you know, like you're pulling on part of nature. So uh, I just thought that was really neat and just a really good concept of how to explain how some people can use magic and how others can't just because other people can't get into that space, into that void to tap into things. Uh, Everybody's born with different abilities and different ways of looking at things and I think that's really neat to be able to tap into a, a magic source in that way. Um, a lot of other books and stuff that I've read, you know, it comes from knowledge, which is, you know, cool to, you want to, you know, reinforce learning and stuff like that. Or uh, Too many of them get into the mythology of, like, gods and stuff, you know, like a, you're born differently. And this one, they're just normal people, but they can tap into this hidden talent. And so I thought that was really neat. 
That's one of my favorite parts of the book. I definitely agree with that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about how I feel about it. Um, one of my favorite little tidbits whenever I read that question and thought about it. Um, the reason I love the way that he deals with magic so like in the way he does in this series is that it's super fucking simple. Like this is a huge series and technically I've read the first two, but reread the first one, whatever, Mm -hmm. but it's a huge series of like time cycles and like, uh, reincarnation concepts and female empowerment and coming of age. And like, there are a shitload of topics for this book. And then there's magic as well. Which can be insane and super confusing, but instead he just made it super simple. Mm-hmm. And I fucking love that. I feel like that fits so much better than if he had made it some kind of like god power or you got to go through some rituals or something like that. It yeah. would complicate things too much. And I feel like it would take away from the true story of it. Like that's building too much lore, mm-hmm. which is hard for me to say because I no such thing. Right. But for a book series, like to have that just explained super simply, like you just find it in yourself. You can be trained or you can't be trained. You can or can't do it if you work hard enough and know yourself enough and can get in that space. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's not some crazy outer worldly being or like super book training or something like that. It, yeah. It's just simply like a thing that you can do. Right. Like, which is great. It kind of like. It might be a little bit of, like, druidic magic. Because, like, when it comes down to it, like, Moraine, for example, she can do all this crazy shit. She can fucking bring up fires and change the earth and heal people as well. And, like, it kind of reminds me of druidic magic in the D&D kind of world. Which, I mean, that's just coming from nature and a lot of their stuff is nature-based. But it's still kind of the concept of, like, the essence of being more than, like, a cleric or something like that or a paladin where it's coming from a god or Mm. arcane knowledge for wizards and sorcerers. It's just kind of something that exists and you can harness it if you try hard enough. Right. And that was the other thing I really enjoyed. I forgot to mention that. Like, a lot of the other fantasy series that I read, it's like they, they like to compartmentalize everything too much. Yeah. And here, like, you've got your Ajahs, you've got your different colors, but it's, it's, anybody can do anything. There's really no, like, specialization. Like, whenever you're choosing an Aja, you're just doing it basically for the political side of it, like, what they believe in, what they're fighting for, mm-hmm. more than what their talents are for. Yes. Like you said, I mean, Moraine's a great example. She can heal, she can use fire magic, elemental magic, you know. Yeah. All kinds of different things. And, yeah, I just thought that was really neat, that they're not just compartmentalizing themselves. Yeah, absolutely. I enjoy that it's just, if you could do it, you could do it. Figure out how to use it mm-hmm. and make it work, which is awesome. Excellent answer, guys. That was fantastic. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, we'll move on to the next question here, or topic, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Final question, actually. So, uh, let's go ahead and let's discuss the dragon Okay. from the Wheel of Time here. So, um, I got a couple questions for you. Let's start with a big question for it. Uh, would you say, just as readers and fans of the series, would you say that the mystery worked for you? Like, did you enjoy the mystery? Go ahead and run off that. I mean, <laughs> hilariously, in general, I had trouble with this question. Because I didn't know if you were asking, was I surprised by any of the plot? Kind of, yeah, like... Because so, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to be. Like, that's that's one of my big complaints about the book, actually. And I was kind of weirded out that it's going to be such a big focus of the show, it seems like, for the first season. It's going to be, like, they're really trying to keep it up in the air into who the Dragon Reborn is. And there really isn't much mystery in the no. first book. Even in the first book. Like, you know it's one of the three boys. And they've got it pinpointed down. The Dark One knows it's one of these three. Right. And he is uncertain. But... Anything outside of a chapter from his perspective or his thoughts, like, you're not really questioning it. No. I mean... No, I mean... That's why I was wondering, like, did it even work for you at all? Like, it's been a while since I read it for the first time, so... I didn't know if maybe a fresh perspective on it gives it something different. No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. I mean, let me make sure I'm not, like, 
just stupid right now. It yeah. is Rand. You're right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, fucking half the book is, most of the book is told in his perspective. Yeah. Who the fuck do you think it is? It's probably the main protagonist, like, the one you get the perspective of. Mm-hmm. There were all these things about, oh, yeah, he was born outside of Emmonsfield, and, like, there's so much. Like, mm-hmm. it's super obvious. Like, I do love the fact that they tried to add a little bit extra in with, like, Perrin's little wolf stuff, mm-hmm. and... Matt being super corrupted, which makes you kind of, like, equate him to Loghain and things like mm-hmm. that. Like, it's cute, I guess, in a way, that they try to kind of... Like, I kind of feel like that wasn't the point that Robert Jordan was doing. He wasn't trying to throw people off too much. Yeah. Because if he was, he did a bad job. Right. <laughs> Not to insult <laughs> a dead man who was a great writer, but if that was his point, he did a terrible job. It was so obvious the whole time, but it was really cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole dragon concept and the, like, resurrection types, or not resurrection, reincarnation yeah. concept and everything is really neat. Like, it's a super cool, like, lore and plot device and everything like that. Oh, for sure. Like, it's, uh, history repeats itself, taken to the utmost degree. Like- yeah, exactly. And it's really cool that it's different but the same every fucking time Mm. like i enjoyed it but there was no mystery i mean even the very first time i read that book i was like i mean it's fucking rand like what are we doing here yeah why why is is this supposed to be secretive because this is not surprising yeah so yeah mentioning the show like i said that it looks like the first season is really going to focus on that they're wanting to keep a mystery to it what are the odds though let me just ask this one this Mm -hmm. is totally off the books here just ask both of you but what are the odds that Amazon and their showrunners that are running this show, what if they change it up? Unlikely. Yeah, I didn't. Is there a way they could go if they wanted to kind of switch it up a little bit or make it a little bit more cinematic or just to fuck with the nine people who have read this book? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. No, I mean, that's I mean, it's, it's a long series. It's way too integral of a part to it, and, like, there's... Yeah. Yeah, it's gotta be Rand. That's fair. Yeah. Like, to equate it to, like, religion or some shit, if you were to throw in Christianity in comparison to reincarnation, like, Rand is Jesus. Like, that's how big of a deal this kind of thing is. Like, the dragon is big. Like, that's a huge concept if you were to change that mm. it would change yeah. most of it the <laughs> fact that he's coming back is bringing about the end of the world because yeah. he's gonna fight satan essentially okay over, right on yeah it's fucking metal i like it <laughs> i think i'm in um so uh yeah i mean you you think that's what the first season is gonna focus on is like build it up to that plot point then it seems to be from the script leak so far and just uh I've been following one of the screenwriters on Twitter. I mean, don't follow the script leaks, because we all saw the script leaks for season seven and eight of Game of Thrones, and mm-hmm. we all assumed they were jokes, and it turned <laughs> out they were not. Yeah. Great insight, guys. Yeah. Really happy to see you uh, so into the series. Let's go ahead. Uh, you want to talk about some casting and, and shit like that about it? Uh, yeah. So, the only new news that I saw is uh, they did cast Rand's new father. News. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, yeah, actually, because I... I, even though it's super early and everything, I still wanted to try to avoid everything I could see whenever I'm trying to read things, like, because I've got the pictures in my head of what everybody looks like and everything mm-hmm. like that, so I yeah. didn't want to see anything, but I did look it up today because I was like, yeah, I should probably know that. Um, I don't remember, I see, I don't know, like, any of uh, the cast members outside of, uh, what's her first name? Rosamund. Yeah. Yes, Rosamund. Which I'm... Ro- Rosamund Pike? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a hell of an actress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. That's a pretty good get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's the uh, the main magic user, Maureen, that we were talking I about. I should not be talking. I mean, this is not my segment. No. But no, still, but I mean, that's a, that's I mean, a pretty good fucking Shut the fuck up! I apologize, but still, it's a big get. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can see how big it is. It piqued your interest enough to chime yeah, in. I mean, like, she's got naked in several movies. She's yeah. got sweet titties. So. Mm-hmm. Fair. I like the casting for... Uh, uh, Tom Althor. Yeah. Like, that's great. I like that a lot. Do you guys have, uh, like, a... Like, how would you cast the movie? Let's let, let's just pick four main characters. I can't throw a lot out, because I don't know enough about the series. Yeah. So let's just pick four main characters. Varvel, well, give me four main characters, real hmm. quick. You gotta go Rand, Matt, and Perrin. That's the three main boys, and then... How was that again? Say it again. Rand. Rand? Mm-hmm. Like, Ayn Rand? Uh, it's like Atlas the same. Shrugged. 
Spoke his teacher lesson. That's his, that's his first name. So Excellent. Okay, so thing. Rand. Mm-hmm. Matt. Matt. Perrin. Perrin. Okay, and one, one more. That's uh, Moraine. Yeah. Just real quick from both of you, let's get the um, dream casting of that. Hmm. Any actor at any... Just to throw in a little bit of fun for here, any mm. actor in any time period. Okay, that, that so would actually help because these yeah, are young boys, so like, it's hard to pick like, oh, I don't if, know any young actors. If you want to pull like 1970s Clint Eastwood or something like okay. that, I'm cool with it. Okay. But let's go ahead and hear the dream casting of those four characters. Barbara, why don't you go ahead and start because I know that Emma does not know the name of actors, so she needs okay. to go through fucking IMDb real quick. Mm-hmm. So you go ahead and start. Start with one of my favorites, Perrin. you got to go with somebody who's got some bit of a jack to them. Because, like, like she mentioned, he's a, a blacksmith apprentice. Nobody's really ripped at the age of, what, 15 that they're supposed yeah, to be 15, I, was, I disagree. Head. I was but. super ripped at 15. <laughs> okay, well, I'll cast Zach, then. I always see them as, like, ranging between, like, 14 and 17-ish. Yeah. Like, with the girls actually being older in my head. But... Uh, well, yeah, Gwen's younger, so. Yeah. Yeah, she's, like, probably 12 or 13, I would think. Is she really? Yeah. That's... <laughs> She's not changing her current casting real quick. <laughs> no, I'm. Thi- Who's the girl who played Eleven in Stranger Things? I kind of thought one. that. No, I kind of thought that, and then I looked at the actual casting, and that girl looks far too old. So she it threw me off. So I assumed oh. she was older, but like she looks like twenty. Which is weird. Netflix series. Yeah. Uh, she kind of has girly fe- features, like child girly. Um, Perrin, I'm going to say that he, he didn't play football and go into wrestling. He just went straight to acting, and it's The Rock. All right. Okay. I can see that. Okay. Um, Matt, I'm going to go with, uh, oh, yeah, the, I was going to say the young, but he was only ever young because he died young. I'm going River Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think like that him. would be really okay. good. I'm, I'm stealing that from because, my because yeah. I couldn't find Matt. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because he's... Because he's going to be able to be obnoxious, trickstery, like you mentioned, but still bring a heart to it. You're still going to care for him, which yeah. you've got to, because later stuff. But yeah. Yeah. We've all seen Stand By Me. Yeah. We know. Mm-hmm. Rand has got to be slightly different. you got to know that he's an outsider. So, yeah. you know what I'm thinking of? I don't know. I can't think of the actor's name right now. You might be able to help me. The main guy from Vikings. Ragnar Lothbrok. Oh, Fuck, what is his name? God damn it. Uh, oh, Travis uh, Fimmel. Fimmel. Yeah, that's it. So those would be my three for the boys for Maureen. This is a really hard question. It really is. That we okay, should, It would be great if that had been written down because mm-hmm. I could research no, it. No, let's admit, this is making great moments right now. Yeah. You know what? I'm going current with it. Um, I'm going to cast uh, Florence Pugh. Who is that? She was... Uh, she's only been in a few movies so far. She was in... Um, the wrestling movie Fighting with My Family. Mm. She played the young Paige. And she was in Midsommar. She's the main character oh, from that yeah, movie. Yeah, I haven't so. seen either of those things. Yeah. And she's going to be in Little Women coming up in Christmas Day. Oh, they're, hell yeah. They're remaking Little Women. Because I think it would work because Maureen's got that ageless face, you know. Like yeah. She's old and respectable, but she also looks about their age also. So Yeah. I am like 100% fucking unable to do this mm-hmm. because I can't. Fuck. Um, man, all of it is hard to do because I don't know any names whatsoever. Ah, spoiler alert. Uh, um, I guess uh, Moraine would be um a little after Girl Interrupted Era Winona Ryder. Ooh, she's got. She ages really fucking well, mm-hmm. and she's kind of got that kind of ageless face, and I know mm-hmm. that she can do serious and stoic. And she could be fiery, too. Like Yeah. That's the thing, so in, especially in this first book. Like, of, yeah. Like, as a perfect Moraine, mm-hmm. especially because I always see Moraine as uh, having black hair anyway. Okay, yeah. For some reason. I don't know why. And about uh, the right size, too, because she's supposed to be short. Yeah. That makes that makes like it small. Yeah. Um, Rand, I guess I'd... Ooh, I just thought of a different Matt. Oh, Which yeah? is uh, shit. Uh, what is his name? He plays Gendry. He's one of like he was in Skins. He's a really good actor, and I like him. He'd be fun because he watching him in Skins. He's a fucking goofball shit show. Oh really? Okay. He is. I'm gonna like, say from Game of Thrones. I'm not really picturing from it. From one but... to another, it's fucking hilarious. 
Oh my God. No, I just thought of a rand too. It's just all, everything's based off of British uh, TV shows. Okay. From like the early 2000s for me. Yeah. Um, oh man, I don't know his name either. Um, but in Game of Thrones, he's uh, uh, Ramsey. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, fuck. Because what, I've what seen him. He's got a too. really weird name. Like, no, but I watched him in Misfits, oh, yeah. um, which is kind of like a superhero teenager's British show. Okay. And he plays a super sweet character. Oh, really? Okay. Which is hilarious because that's all I had seen him in before Game of Thrones. But I kind of feel like he would be able to do, because I've seen his range, I feel like he'd be able to do Rand pretty decent. Okay. So, and if he can make Ramsey as hateable as, he's, as he did, mm-hmm. then he can definitely put a lot of nuance into a character Yeah. when he's actually a fucking sweetheart anyway. So, And then Perrin, I have no fucking idea. Um, Taylor Lautner. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like a wide-shouldered dude. Mm-hmm. Just like make him a better actor. Yeah. And uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I don't really have anybody for Perrin. Like, I can see Perrin in my head, but I don't mm-hmm. know an actor that looks like that, so. Okay. But that's what I got. Yeah, this was fun. This was I was looking fun. forward to it, and I, it definitely did not disappoint. Yeah, it's really long, so it's going to be its own episode. Yeah, but hey, um, we broke you out of your box a little bit. I think yeah. we worked out good. A to E podcast. Oh. The A to E book club. Yeah. Look at us go. Well, uh, I mean, that's it, basically, mm-hmm. for yeah. Eye of the World. Right. No um, real time frame, just whenever we get to... Uh, yeah, when we get to the next books, which, I mean, I'm blazing through everything, so... Really? Okay. I assume The Great Hunt will be probably in, like, a week or two. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> For recording. We don't have all to right. release them all in any timely manner because right. it's not yeah, current. Yeah. Um, and then hopefully I'll probably... Maybe I'll pick the next book series, but this okay. will be fun to keep going with. Absolutely, yeah. Like I said, I'm excited to finish out the journey finally. It's been way too long i really need to figure out how this ends oh yeah and i'm, I'm intrigued to see how sanderson ends up picking it up mm-hmm. because i mean the writing style i've heard good similar, things so, yeah mm-hmm. and i fucking love sanderson yeah I mean, so. harriet handpicked him so yeah she... and joe dempsey is gendry's name <laughs> joe dempsey is gendry's name so okay. that would be my uh Who's matt one? okay uh, uh ramsey yeah it's fine um but yeah, it, this has been really cool and yeah. really fun. And I forgot how much I like to discuss books whenever I'm given prompts. I know. Because then I can actually think about it. Um, so yeah, we'll see you uh, next time for The Great Hunt. All right. Thank you guys for listening. You can find us on Twitter. Andrew is at BigGuyACV. That's me. And then specifically for this podcast, I'm going to share my nerdy Twitter, which okay. is at FeyWildMoon, F E why wild moon um where i post D stuff but i feel like that would be more topical than my normal shit so we're gonna plug that one for this there are no nudes (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys for listening fucking keep reading